Hey, it's Dan. Welcome to The Sidebar. It's a new segment we're testing out here at Tradeoffs. It's a place for bonus content that doesn't quite fit into our full episodes, but it's stuff that's pretty interesting, informative, or maybe sometimes just funny. So today's Sidebar is all about RCTs, or Randomized Controlled Trials, a popular approach to evaluating health programs and policies, and also a big part of Episode 7, Hotspotters on Trial. Go listen to that if you haven't already. I've asked Tradeoffs co-host and Vanderbilt economist Saeed Nikpay to join me to talk about why everybody seems to love these RCTs and some of their limits that often get overlooked. Hey, Saeed. Hi, Dan. How are you? I am good. Good. Uh, so we're going to be talking RCTs. Yes. Right. And like how they're good and maybe how they're not so great. Everybody loves to call them the like gold standard, right? Isn't that what you guys say? I do call it the gold standard, but they can easily tarnish. It's a powerful methodology, but there are some you know, nuances we can talk about. Excellent. So let's talk about this at a high level. In the reporting that I've done, Saye, when people are doing an RCT, they usually start with some sort of question. What's a question that we could use as a hypothetical here? Okay. I'll give you one that's near and dear to my heart. Does co-hosting a podcast make me more or less likely to get tenure? Okay, great. So if that's the question you're going to explore, how do you set the RCT up? Uh, So we'd have to start by finding a bunch of assistant professors, randomly assign some to just go about their business. And then we'd let the ones who were randomly assigned to co-host go about co-hosting a podcast, having a great time, uh, becoming best friends with their host. And then over a period of time, say two or three years, we'd compare the number that got tenure in the group that was randomly assigned to co-host to those who were not. And we can get the effect of co-hosting on tenure. You use the word random a bunch, Saye. How important is it to actually randomize people as opposed to just say, that's follow people like you who's assistant professor co-hosting a podcast and then follow uh, other people like your husband who's an assistant professor who's not co-hosting a podcast and just do it like that. It seems like a much more simple, more straightforward way to do this. The whole point is to try to achieve what's called balance. So You sound like a yoga instructor. Yeah, well, balance is great, right? Flexibility, stability, and balance, as my Pilates teacher says. <laughs> um, so, okay, so by randomly picking who gets to co-host and who doesn't, I'm going to assure that on average, those two groups are the same. Right. So it's you really it, it's an effort to and I apologize for the cliche, but it's really going for an apples to apples comparison. If you don't randomize, then you end up with what? If I don't make sure that 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 group, that the co-hosters look more or less like those non-co-hosters, then the estimate that I get of what's the effect of co-hosting on tenure might be biased. It might be affected by these other factors. Okay. Once we've done all this work to get these two groups, we've got our assistant professor co-hosts and we've got our assistant professors who are not co-hosting podcasts. Are we done? No. So if a bunch of the assistant professors just never opened the email or they decided, oh, I'll, I'll try this. And then after, you know, a couple months, they thought, Ugh, I hate this. I'm not going to do it. Um, then those people might drop out of the study. That's called attrition. If the people who drop out are systematically different than the people who stay, then you end up with a biased sample. 
so let's say attrition isn't a problem for us. Um, the study turns out, we get our results, and it shows that there's no connection between co-hosting a podcast and getting tenure. Sorry about that, Sia, bad news. Um, when that happens, when you go to look at the results, what are you looking for almost immediately? Yeah. So uh, first of all, I would be bummed because I'm really enjoying co-hosting a podcast with you. So right off the bat, I would go and I would look at the sample size and I would look for a discussion of what's called power. Power refers to the ability to detect effects given the sample size. So if I expect that co-hosting does have a positive impact on tenure, but the effect is pretty small, I had better have enough uh, people in my sample Otherwise, I won't be able to detect that effect at all. Um, so if for some reason only 10 people got randomized to co-hosting and 10 people didn't, and I'm really expecting a really small effect, I might not have the power to actually with certainty conclude that co-hosting has no effect. Okay, so, so let's say the results come back and they show that co-hosting increases tenure rates by like 50%. What are you going to look for there? Because, like, that's awesome, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Woohoo, right? I love co-hosting a podcast with you. Well, I might have to slow my roll a little bit because uh, I would have to look in the study section to see who is actually in this study. So if it's a bunch of health policy and econ assistant professors, then great. This probably generalizes to my life. But if the study was done with a bunch of um, biochemistry assistant professors – that's a different field. Maybe it was done with a bunch of experimental poetry professors. That's a really different field. So I would need to figure out if the context for tenure in those fields that are represented in the study would generalize to my field of health economics and policy. Okay. So as much as you love RCTs and I love RCTs, they're not always the most practical. They can be expensive. They can be time-consuming. Are there other alternatives to RCTs? Yes, there are. There are lots of different options. Um, one that I use frequently is a natural experiment. So the idea behind a natural experiment is you look for something that is as good as random that was created by something that happened naturally. A great example is Medicaid expansion under the ACA. So some states chose to expand Medicaid. Others chose not to. You can look at some people in states that expanded Medicaid and compare them to people in states that didn't expand Medicaid who are more or less similar and kind of come up with something that is as good as a randomized control trial with some important caveats. Great. Last question here, Saye. Hit us with a haiku that really uh, captures the trade-offs that come with RCTs. All right. Here we go. RCTs are good. But sometimes they suck. We should strive to use. Ugh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, how about this? RCTs are good, but sometimes they aren't. Please use caution. Okay, so we both know that wasn't quite a high coup. But if you don't get tenure as a health economist, you could put your hat in over at the experimental poetry department. Uh, I do have to ask you about the last line. When you say caution, why are you using that word? RCTs can be seductive because policymakers love RCTs, physicians love RCTs. 
Um, so uh, Angus Deaton, who's a Nobel Prize winner, has written a lot about some of the pitfalls of RCTs and how you can sort of get lulled into a sense of, um, I don't know, overconfidence sometimes with an RCT. And so you have to make sure that you're not, you know, you're not affected by attrition, you're not underpowered. It's generalizable to the right population. You really have to work to make that RCT as good as the gold standard would make us assume it is. Thanks for those important caveats, Sayed. It's not something we hear a lot about when everybody's caught up in the latest and greatest RCT. Okay, Sayed, thanks very much for hanging out at the sidebar. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.